Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello from Chile, Toronto, this October 2nd, our 15th episode of SyrupCast. This week, we talk about a big nexus, a small mobility, a CRTC controversy, and a bunch of new devices coming down the pipe this month. Plus, Spotify expands to all Canadians, yes, even you guys in Medicine Hat, and our apps of the week. This is SyrupCast. To my left, Douglas Soltis, how are you, sir? Shout out, Medicine Hat! <laughs> and straight in front of me this time, we are doing this hopefully better Yay. Jane McIntyre, certainly different. Hopefully better, certainly different. How do you like my echo now, bitches? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has a mic now. Everyone. Everybody. Everyone. And they are so large and imposing. And you get a mic, and you get a mic, <laughs> and you get a mic. No more mic sharing. Okay, so we don't have a lot of time today, so let's talk, let's talk phones. Let's talk smartphones. Let's talk Sony. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's a shameful <laughs> that I think of a company as a punchline. Yeah. I just didn't think you were going there. Why are we talking about Sony? Well, Sony's bringing the Xperia Z3 to Canada on a bunch of carriers at the end of the month, and uh, literally on the last day of the month. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a good, good news story, right? They haven't launched with any other carrier besides yeah. Bell since 2013, I guess. So this is launching on Rogers, Bell, Telus, Win, MTS, and SaskTel. What do you guys think? Excited for this phone? Jane, you've kind of been mad about it the whole time. I'm super excited for this phone if my local store has not got the X2 in stock. Or Z2, should I say. The Xperia Z2. It's the same phone. I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care. Why? Because it's the same phone as the Z2 and the Z1. Okay. I, I think... Uh, do you care? S- selling this phone Sony. in more carriers is going to aid Sony's plans of selling more phones. <laughs> But... <laughs> which was a big part of their last uh, quarterly statement, right? Hey, we're not really selling any phones. It's Our phone strategy is not really phoning. Um, but I don't care about the phone as a phone. But isn't that the whole point? Is that well, they have to get distribution into more carriers? I mean, you, you have to realize that most carriers have probably... They shop the Z1 and Z2 around, I assume, mm-hmm. to different carriers. And most of them probably said, no, we don't want it. Rogers sold the Z1 right exclusively bell got the z2 mm-hmm. and now we have a now now we have a happy marriage of every carrier known to man essentially well there's okay. sorry go ahead i was just going to say we all know that there's a difference between a carrier having a phone available for sale and supporting it through its sales channels so if you if you are like a storefront rogers employee who gets a certain amount of commission depending on device sales and through promotion Uh, if there's no promotion-related incentive to, to push this phone, why, why would you be pushing this over others? What, what would be the hook that you would be going to customers and saying, hey, have you seen a Sony phone? Like, how, and when are you introducing this versus whatever their regular monthly promotion is or the phones that people are actually coming in and asking for because they've heard of them before? Well, then you'd basically be limiting the market to Apple and Samsung, and that's just not the case. As a Rogers sales employee, I think that's exactly what they... Like, when was the last time you went in and be like, sell me on a phone? Well, I, I haven't been into a, any store. I don't know what it's you like being... You do that, like mystery shopper. Yeah, but I don't know what, what it's like being a customer anymore. It's terrible, well, still. Okay, but I mean, there's tons of choices, and most of them are pretty good. Yeah, but do, do you, if you... If you're coming in uninformed, do you get presented with those choices? Do most customers go in blind? Some do. Someone will walk in and say, I just want, like, like certain demographics, right? Parents might go in and say, oh, I want to buy a phone for my child. 
which one is the best one or yeah. say like my mother-in-law would go in and be like I need a big phone yes. um, I, I need a big screen because I hate, I hate the touch screen typing so I need a bigger phone and, and, and what should I buy and then they'll be like well here are all our big phones mm-hmm. or uh, yeah I've heard of the Samsung phone that's really big my friend has that one yeah. do you have other phones like it and that's when the, the salesperson says, well, actually, have you heard of the Z3? It's not exactly the same, but it's got these great features. And then they go get their nut on sales. But if, if, there's, not, if there's nothing there to, to, to tie people in, or if they're not, if, if somebody hasn't set up promotions with Rogers Bell and Telus so that their sales force, it's like the exact same thing with BlackBerry. Like uh, BlackBerry would go all the time as the CEO level. Oh, yeah. Our, our carrier partners love this phone. They think it's great. They think it's amazing. And a, everyone on the floor that would actually sell the device would be like, you don't want, it. You don't want a BlackBerry. Get this phone. Get this Android phone. Because <laughs> they would make $15 off the sale of that phone or $5 or something. So, right. But, I mean, that's, that's sort of d- doing a disservice to the fact that the Z3 looks like a decent phone. I mean, it does, yeah. if you're going to be showing it on the sales floor on the merits of its camera and its build quality and its speed and its waterproofiness. It's waterproof. Okay. You know, okay. Well, like, that's, that's the, the thing. It hits all the metrics. Okay. Because I, I guess when I initially asked, I was like, "What's what's one thing? If 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 you're not incentivized as a salesperson to sell this for like personal profit, what would be the one feature that if someone came in and said, "Hey, I was looking for a phone. Not really sure which one. Something waterproof would be great. Maybe that's the reason why the Z3 would." You know, get mentioned in that portfolio of all the devices out there because no one's going to come in and ask and say, "Hey, the Z3 is I I've been I've been following Sony for years and I think this phone's the phone." Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that um, you know Sony Sony does a, a good job making devices, but and they're trying to get into new channels by you know offering the, their phones unlocked. So they sell them in, in the Sony store. Yeah. And they're one of the few companies, aside from Apple and Samsung, and even they have a bigger presence than Samsung in the retail mm-hmm. space, although Samsung's been moving into like Best Buy and Future Shop. Yeah. But Sony has its own retail stores and yep. its own retail presence. And they're generally pretty nice as well. Yeah, they're okay. They're okay. I mean, they're decent. But I, I don't think that people are, people are going in there for TVs. They're not going in for phones. Right, but I mean, they're probably going in there for PlayStations and then... That's yeah. how Sony gets them in. I mean, that's the whole vertical integration thing. It's the whole, you know, we own the content, we own the screens. One of the big features that Sony's pushing in the Z3 press release is that it runs as a PlayStation 4 controller. You mm-hmm. can play PlayStation 4 using your smartphone and not have to shell out $50 more for a, uh, for a DualShock or yeah. whatever it's called these days. Now, that, now, that's a selling feature right there. Like, if you're like, oh, yeah, this is the, this is the phone that works really well with your, with your PlayStation... Like even even if they're like forward looking and selling uh, PlayStation Now, that idea like eventually the Sony phones are gonna be the first phones that kind of get that support, right? That would be pretty cool, being able to stream PS4 games to your smartphone. Yeah. yeah. Although I don't see the. I mean, basically, you'd still need like a, a secondary controller. I mean, say you're at a friend's place or something, and you want to hook your phone oh, you up to, to a TV. <laughs> well, that's that's why you just carry that second DualShock in your pocket, right? Obviously. <laughs> in your bag. All right, so let's let's talk about um, Moto X because Moto X is also brand new. It came out yesterday in Telestores, um, and it's available in black for hundred dollars on two-year contract and uh, six hundred outright. Bamboo versions coming at the end of the month alongside the Moto 360. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pretty badass phone. I mean, we've all seen this device. I really love it. I think it's Motorola's like best device ever. It's also a huge upgrade from the original Moto X. A lot of people were saying, "Why is it a carry exclusive?" Yes, you know that that's kind of a, a big deal for some people. Mm. Um, but I don't think it's Motorola's fault. So well, so, well, let's let's talk about that. So Jane and I actually yeah, we, got to sit down with Motorola this week, and it was very interesting. First of all, shout out to Motorola people listening to this podcast because you obviously do. Um, <laughs> second of all, you know we, we talked about we well we got to get our hands on the device, and it just you know I think the one we played with the one that you brought back from Chicago a while mm-hmm. ago, it, it felt just as good the second time around in my hands. I really I want that bamboo so bad. 
Um, but you know, they did talk about Telus as a as, a as well as I think as a launch partner. As a launch it's partner. not. Yeah, exactly. I, I think the so Moto X did eventually go to other carriers. Yeah, and they they couldn't tell us how long it would be before other carriers would get it. But right. They did all they would say was quote not long. Mm. They were like soon. They kept saying soon. So. Yeah, interesting. In a lot of different situations, but I, even stepping aside from the. The, the Moto X to the to the Moto G because I think that was another one that uh, Telus is carrying exclusively before launch yep. and it's interesting that the um, with these phones it's is Telus trying to position itself as the um, place where you can buy the phone early for a discounted price or the they discount phone the, they did that with the passport. the passport yeah where for the first two weeks you got it for like a hundred bucks off or something like that and then the G is like priced. Well, no. So the G, the new right? the new G is actually not going to be available at, at any carriers at launch. The new G, as opposed to the old G, it's very confusing. There are three models of the old G, and they're still selling that phone. And then there's the new G that got announced alongside the new Moto X. Mm-hmm. That's a five inch version. The old Moto G is a four point five inch version. But what's interesting about that one is that it's not LTE, and it only has eight gigs of storage. So the one that's going to be available in Canada at the end of October. Unlocked for 250 is going to be coming to just Staples. Staples. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. it. Unlocked. And then eventually it's going to come to Win Mobile. Okay. Um, TELUS is not going to be selling the new Moto G for the foreseeable future because their old Moto G is still really good and it's selling like hotcakes. And they have an LTE version. Sorry, they don't. Rogers Probably and Fido have, yeah. have an LTE version. It's so confusing, Moto. Come on. Um, but the Moto G is their breadwinner. Yes, no. it's their highest-selling smartphone, quote-unquote smartphone, uh, ever, right? Which is why I think you know the the, the Staples thing is really interesting. Mm-hmm. That uh, I've 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 seen that before, where Staples is like a a, a sell-through for like tablets and things like that, but yeah. not really for for phones. Oh. Although I guess you know if 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 you're a place like Staples and you're looking for one phone to sell, that's you know, robustly productive at a at a at a good price it would be the Moto G would be the one you want to carry. Now, whether or not people are going to go in there and buy it is another thing. But even even Motorola in the briefing was like, "Yeah, this is an experiment. We're trying this out. Interested to see how it goes." Yeah. Staples was selling the old Moto G. They've been working with Motorola because Motorola entered into an agreement with uh, a company called Ingram, and Ingram's a distributor of unlocked smartphones. And Ingram's been selling various retailers on the idea of unlocked smartphones for a while. So you can go into a Staples now and buy, like, some Alcatel, or I don't know, some some not very good smartphones. So Motorola is hoping to get into the unlocked smartphone business mm-hmm. because that means that people can stay on their own on their old plans. Yeah, and increasingly, Canadians are becoming yeah. pretty aware of how much more. A share plan is than their old three year. Yeah, plans. I've been I've been dodging that Rogers call for the past few weeks now. <laughs> um, well, I, I think I just decided that I'm not going to upgrade. I'm just going to ride this thing out until they they tear it from my hands. You're going to run that phone into the ground. Yeah, like a Volvo. Yes. <laughs> so the so Staples right now, just just for some interesting common knowledge, they they sell refurbished versions of the BlackBerry Bold 9780, mm-hmm. great phone. Um, as well as the 9000, which is awesome. They sell an unlocked Curve 8310 refurbished for $55. So if you're hankering for that trackball that Doug wrote about, uh, you can get it. But they do also sell a bunch of other devices like the Acer Liquid, which we reviewed, mm-hmm. and uh, the, Moto, the Moto G, and the Moto E. The Moto E was one priced uh, exclusively at, at Staples. Yeah. Okay, so Moto X... Thoughts. I, I still think it's really sexy. I, I want to spend tons of time with it, and mm-hmm. I think we we left that briefing thinking that bamboo is somewhat prettier than sin. <laughs> what a compliment! <laughs> but no, no, uh, no. I'm a, I'm a fan. I mean, we people saw listen to the podcast last week. They know how we feel. We keep it real. Pop the trunk on that thing. Had some first impressions, which were then proven to be, you know. I don't know, Jane. How did you feel actually holding it in your hand? I think my biggest my biggest thing about it was that I feel like anything that's like if they're like, oh, we've got this bamboo finish, and you're like, oh, it's gonna like feel super cheap in the mm. hand, but it didn't. It do, it does feel like wood, which I thought was really like something for me. It's not like they didn't put like a ton of like lacquer on there or whatever. Yeah. So it, it actually you can feel the green, which is really nice. Yeah. But, but um. I, but it is real bamboo. Yeah. yeah. It is, yeah. Well, that's why. And then 
So that's, that's nice. Well, I it's like a it, Motorola's right? credit, right? Because we, we were sitting with the 360, mm. and they're talking about the leather for the wrists, uh, the yeah, wristbands, and they, they source those locally Chicago. from Chicago. And I think Motorola is the type of company that, you know, when they say that they're going to have a material involved, they usually don't do it in like a dumb way, like, oh, yeah, this faux leather finish or things like this that. This leather feel cover. Yeah. Although the feel of the leather, I've heard, gets it doesn't wear in as nicely as the wood. Um, from my friends who I, I spoke to uh, at when I went down to Motorola, they said that after a few days, the leather started feeling kind of squishy and not that great. Oh. So we'll see how it holds up over a the year or two. The phone, you mean? Not the, not the 360. No, the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's kind of always scraping against something in your pocket. I, I don't know if yeah. that that would matter, but. Um, we'll see how it holds up because this is the first time they've sold leather as a as an option for the mm-hmm. Moto yeah. Moto X. The thing is that the bamboo is nice, but it's just I would never buy buy like a foam that looks that way. Mm-hmm. But then the black is like it's so blah. So the leather would be something like that would be the version that I would be like yes. It was the black leather though. Give it to me now. Was it rubberized or is the leather just an option? Because I thought the one that we looked at was just like a. It soft was yeah, a soft touch. It's black. a soft it's touch a, black they didn't talk plastic. About the, leather version at all. the leather's not coming to Canada. It's yeah. only available on Moto Maker. Moto Maker. So, what else is available in Canada coming this this month? Uh, a week yesterday, um, the Lumia eight thirty. Jeff Broussard, shout out! Shout out, Jeff Broussard. Hey-o. Um So that's that's interesting. It's it's not a high end uh, Lumia, but it's kind of the first device that we've seen in a while uh, that that has some decent specs from Microsoft. Uh, it's got a five inch seven twenty p display. It's mm-hmm. got a quad core Snapdragon four hundred processor. Uh, Ten. 10 megapixel pure view camera with OAS. I mean, for a $400 phone. It's a Lumia phone awesome. that Rogers is carrying. And yeah, Rogers is, <laughs> I mean, they, they, well, they're, they're carrying the 635, but that's like pretty yeah. cheap and cheerful. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I mean, it's certainly a, a mid-range device. I'm, I'd prefer Canada to offer the 930, but I'm guessing that they're waiting until there's a follow-up to the 1020, which will probably be announced in a few weeks. Uh, what, what do you guys think? I mean, Windows Phone has come a long way since the last time we really spoke about it. Is it there yet? I feel like it's always getting there. It's, it's always like nearly it's never, there? Yeah, it's, it's like, oh, I don't know. I mean, the reason my the most thing that intrigues me the most is that this looks like an Oki device, but it's got like that, that's like that band around the edge. So it doesn't have, it's not that, you know, the, the Nokia thing where it's like, looks like someone got like a block of plastic and then squished it mm, yeah, and then yeah. just like built the, the phone into that like it's like a unibody plastic the toffee bar yeah situation, but then yeah. now they have this like sexy like iPhone 5 band around it which is really nice mm. I think it looks a lot more sleek than Nokia phones of past which is the most exciting part for me speaking of an iPhone band <laughs> Doug you're talking you're, you're reviewing the Galaxy Alpha right now shout out Galaxy Alpha yeah uh, oh my god shout out it looks like a phone that a kid in Robotech would have used. Like, it looks like the 80s version of a futuristic phone smashed into an iPhone 5. Hmm. And it's pretty... It's pretty impressive. I, physically, I really like it. It's, it's lighter than anything. It's so light that I thought it was like a dummy unit. Like, it didn't feel like a, a phone that powerful could be that, that light. Interesting. I mean, it's also, you know, an experiment from Samsung, mm-hmm. although the experiment is clearly becoming part of their regular yes. routine. Yeah. The Note 4 is, is you know, similarly Shout metal. Shout Note Edge. Mm-hmm. And the Note Edge. But the Note Edge is not metal. No. It's plastic. The Note 4 is made up of the same kind of uh, metal frame as the Galaxy Alpha. But the Alpha feels um, more like a smaller iPhone because it's, it's yeah. so much, it's even more compact than the iPhone 6. It's yeah. So we did some comparison shots yesterday, and it's pretty close. But I think the thing in my mind is that you see a six in your head, and you're like, "Oh, that's that's a much bigger than my iPhone 5. When I saw the Alpha, I without putting them together, I thought it was the pretty much the same size yeah. as the five. So it's it's interesting that as as uh, Apple is chasing this larger trend or starting to participate in it, and really having it affect their device identity Samsung which already had like the Note lineup and all these bigger phones and like the Galaxy phones were some of the first like flagship humongo phones is released this experiment that like cuts into you know maybe those holdover iPhone users who don't want necessarily a a bigger phone they really like their their metal banded 
kind of square, jewel-cut design iPhone. Mm -hmm. um, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, because I, I know I've just seen anecdotally a lot of people saying that the the new the 6 and the 6 Plus are, are, are too big. Too them. big. Yeah, you so. heard that last night, too, you were saying. But. Yeah, I was, I was at a restaurant, and I was... Just, I just overheard a conversation. A woman bought a five, a six plus, and said, "You know, I don't know where to put it. It's too big. I, I wanted to really, you know, I, I wanted to like it, and I bought it, and I, I just don't know where to where to put it. It doesn't fit in my pockets. So she has to put it in her bag now. And she was complaining that you know she just once summer comes and she won't have a, like a big jacket." Uh, to put her phone in, like where where does she put it? And I, I spent a thousand dollars, and I wanted to like it. Cool. She didn't say she was like I wanted to make it work, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Like she could probably return it, and I'm sure a lot of six plus buyers will be returning their devices and exchanging them for a six. But yeah, I think uh, it's it's interesting that um, people are are buying this this plus, you know, with a, a, a kind of an aspirational mindset, and then going, yeah, I I, I wanted to, but I just can't. Mm. Yeah. Well, no, and you, so, you know, obviously they're still selling the 5S, but as I want to go back to I think one thing that Samsung did that was really smart is that when they packaged the Note up initially, it always came, all, it had so many different accessories so that you could use the Note as part of, like, a clutch purse or as part of, like, a, a little yeah. wallet or binder. And I think as, like, the, the Apple iPhone accessory ecosystem is so huge that I think once those really start to propagate and people see... An iPhone as at, at that size, maybe part of a you know, it's something that you keep your money with and your notes and things like that, rather than a, a phone you put in, in a case and you know put in your back pocket so it'll bend. Uh, that might change the user experience, but hmm. um, I, it, it's, it speaks to the expectation that Apple customers have with their iPhone versus you know. You know, but I don't think I would ever encourage anybody to buy one of those cases like, where that like, keeps your credit card and your money and like your your driver's license. I would never buy, encourage anyone to buy a case at all. I'm I'm straight nude. I, I rock my phone in my pocket and that's it. But I, I understood when, especially when I see like uh, business professionals, particularly women, who would use that as almost their like organizer. Mm -hmm. thing it, it made sense to have a larger screen with a stylus at that point yeah you know if it's if it's part of your note taker or your right or your kind of clutch uh, money situation otherwise i think you just can't you know you're like this person you saw at the restaurant yesterday who's wanted to make it work and couldn't find a way what well, i'm interested i'm i'm curious as to why apple didn't make a smart cover like accessory for the six plus something like the ipad where it folds over um and, and opens and closes the screen using a magnet yeah. and you know folds back so you can hold it more easily with one hand. I mean, th this is a massive phone. I'm surprised that they didn't go that extra step and include some iPad-like accessories. Yeah. I think that might be a conscious choice. I, I, I kind of feel like they, they see phones as something you hold in your hand because they were ready to do that with the iPad, like have that the accessory built in, right? And I, I don't think that they see... I think they think that cases are fine for phones, but the, the idea of this so, phone is so big, you have to have it like used with an accessory to make it work. Like I, I, I think they would, they would be the last company to admit that. They will, but they'll also be the company replacing phones because people just find them too unwieldy. Yeah. So, and also the iPad is not I mean, the, the iPhone six plus is so big that it's encroaching into what could be potential iPad sales. So. Why not take advantage of those customers who are replacing their iPads with larger iPhones mm -hmm. and carrying them around everywhere? There are going to people. There are going to be people who are doing that. Yeah. No. And, and so going back to the Alpha, the, I, I, I definitely had repeated thoughts. I just, I just look at it all the time. I'm like, what if Apple had made this phone instead of the, not necessarily instead of the six plus, but in with the six maybe? Because like I think, I think tons of people would have still bought it. The Alpha they, is so similar to the six though, just in terms of like. Just the, the the direction that the phone is, the the, the demographic that the phone is trying to mm -hmm. appeal to, you know, it's it's a bit smaller, but otherwise yeah, it's, it's trying it's, to appeal to people who had the five or the five S who might not want the six. Mm -hmm. So, um, right. So I'm playing with it. We'll yeah. have the review up soon, but it's it's just an interesting. It's it's weird to see these companies chasing each other. And it's tails. so exciting that it happened right at the same time too. Like yeah. the two phones like hit at the same time, so now people are like walking into phone stores and being like, hmm. It hmm. just makes no sense, though. Why, you know, it's it's a it's a four point seven inch seven twenty p display yeah. that uses 
pentile technology. So they're clearly kind of digging into the barrel to get older. Yeah, they're screen. Yeah, they're yeah, and that to get older kind of screen technology. But everything else about it, from the camera to this processor to the to the OS, is all new. Well, that's what confuses me too, because. Like, you can understand that from a company that isn't Samsung, because they're like, oh, well, we don't know if this design is going to work for us. Maybe we should just, like, make, you know, a phone that's cheaper to produce and, like, test the waters. Mm-hmm. But Samsung makes so many phones. All, like, there's, like, always, like, five different iterations of their, their, their flagship Galaxy phone. And I don't understand why they wouldn't just well, spend the extra money because they have so much of it. And, as like, put ex- nicer screen, like, technology in there and... Mm-hmm. As the experiment, though, like if this sells reasonably well, you know there's going to be five alphas mm-hmm. coming out, you know, right after Christmas. Like March. The, the Alpha yeah. Active, the Alpha. My shout out to my uh, uncle Keith who made the. I'm going to wait for the Samsung uh, Galaxy Omega. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think I think if they were going to do it, if this was like a new flagship device, like straight masthead device, then they probably would because the screen's bad. Yeah, it's yeah. bad in a lot of different ways. Um, it's bad in like OLED I, ways. I, I feel yes, like it's gonna it's gonna t- take it like it's gonna harm because like, if it's an experiment, if I had someone who bought the Alpha, like I feel like they're like, oh, I bought it, like it's, it looks really nice, but the screen is kind of crappy, and like I don't know what I buy another one, and that's kind of like I feel like they're they're shooting themselves in the foot a bit. Well, I, mean, I don't think I mean the screen's not that bad. I mean, no, let's I be honest, it. but it, also it's it's like it's a Bell exclusive. I don't <laughs> think a lot of people are gonna be buying it. It's it's a very it's very much an experiment for Bell and for Samsung. How do you, how do you think this fits into Bell's portfolio of devices? Yeah, well, that's interesting because Bell's Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I've been doing uh, exclusives quite a bit recently, and I think they're going for kind of the premier, you know, lifestyle type of, of high-end smartphones. They're trying to differentiate themselves. You know, they have the Z2. Um, you know, they're, they're big on most Samsung devices. I don't know where it fits in exactly because I'm not sure where it fits in in the Samsung portfolio either. Mm-hmm. You know, the Note 4 is coming out at the end of the month, or October 17th, if uh, the rumors are, be to, are to be believed. And I think most people are still going to choose the S5 over the Alpha, even if it's made of metal, even if it's made yeah. of plastic and not metal. Mm-hmm. You know, the only like advantage of the of the Alpha is that it's made of metal. Yeah, and it's it's nice to see Samsung do a metal phone really really well. Yeah, mm. like they that part they got very right. What's interesting though is that price wise, the Alpha is fitting in between the low end kind of Galaxy. It? It's 150 on okay. a on two year, and then we have the um, the S5, which is I think also about that price. Mm-hmm. So it's being um, it's not being priced under the ga- the Galaxy S5, but the Note 4 is going to be like 300 bucks on contract. Mm. Yeah. So well, and then you compare that to the iPhone pricing, right? So yeah. you know, we're in some ways we're stacking it up against a six, but I, I feel like it's I feel like it's just like little sneaky move for them to just pick off a couple Apple customers who are trailing behind the pack in terms of where modern smartphone design is and, and bring them into the Samsung fold. Yeah, even if it is just a couple. Yeah, you know, just just to steal a little bit back, and you know, all obviously, like, we'll probably see ten more Alpha phones in the next year and a half, and each one will be slightly better, more iterative. They're you know they're playing around with the new design, but yeah. So right now, and it's interesting because if you go to Bell's webpage, the Alpha is the first phone you see, and it's placed right next to the the, app, the iPhone six. Yeah. Mm. And then underneath it is the Galaxy S five. So the Alpha is one fifty, and the S five is one ninety nine. So that shows you kind of where it fits into the uh, portfolio. Yeah. Oh, I wanted that S5, but the Alpha's $50 cheaper, and it's nice. It's kind of like an iPhone yeah. purchase. Yeah, <laughs> like, you exactly. Know? So, yeah, and that's... It's also priced exactly the same as the uh, iPhone 5S, unsurprisingly. Yeah. 
So let's move on. Let's talk uh, a little bit about uh, Moto 360. I thought we were going to go to Fabulous. Oh, we are. Once, once we just talk quickly about the 360. We've been using the 360 for quite a, mm-hmm. quite a few weeks yeah, now. Yeah. Latest update improves battery life. We can't really complain about the battery anymore. It no. just, it just like, is great now. What are we looking at here? I, unplug- I unplugged this fully charged at 3 p.m. yesterday, and it is now 10.15 in the morning, and it's at 41%. There you go. Okay, so move on. <laughs> Nothing so to see awesome. here. Yeah, huge improvement. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about phablets. What, is, what does a phablet mean today? We're, we, we reported yesterday that the Nexus 6... Uh, is pretty much a given. Somebody took some photos of a, of, mm-hmm. of a hidden version of the Nexus 6 right. on a bus, and it didn't seem over, you know, overly enormous. It's going to be shaped the same way as the Moto X, but it's going to have a 6-inch display. 5.9, yeah. 5.9 inches. We don't know how tall that person is, though. They could have been, like, 8 feet tall. Yeah. I don't they think so. They could have been a giant. They could have been a giant. Yeah. Been a giant. Yeah. But it doesn't look that big. I think we talked about it this morning. Someone said... So I don't. I can't remember where I read it, but someone said, "Oh, that this phone isn't like engulfing that person's hand," and it's not. Like it doesn't look huge. It doesn't look uncomfortable to hold. No. I'm still surprised that they're making it as their flagship phone because even Apple and Samsung don't do that. They have like their smaller phones, and then they have their phablets for the people who want giant phones. I don't know. But the Nexus program has never been about appeasing, like m- most the most customers. No, it's mostly aimed at people who wouldn't mind a six-inch screen. Right. Okay, so we, um, we walking back from the Motorola too. event, we had this conversation of, like, what the point of yeah, the Nexus of... line is for. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I really feel that it's it's Google's way of putting out a device to to indicate, like, what flagship, uh, like, what the best idea of stock Android could be. If only to drag uh, OEMs closer to that by point of comparison. So you can't have... Samsung, HTC, uh, Sony doing weird things with their um, their reskins of Android because uh, the customer, whether or not they, they know it or whether or not they're looking for that device, kind of knows what basic Android can do. Mm-hmm. So I think at a certain level, even though um, Nexus phones have never had like necessarily amazing specs, it's more about the broad sketch of but I don't think I don't think six inch like a six inch phone is a broad sketch of anything I I don't understand why like the Ascendmate is what Mm 6.1 and then I don't understand why it had to be six inches like why not 5.5 like the the original note was 5.3 the the Moto X is 5.2 yeah I don't know why it needs to be six inches I don't know why any phone is And that's why we're talking about, like, what is a phablet? Mm-hmm. Like, if, if this is going to be the only device that, that Google, you know, sells this year as their phone, does that mean that all Android, and especially since developers use the Nexus as its baseline? And that's what I, yeah, so that's why, because you were talking about, like, this is kind of like a sketch of what Android devices should be, because you, we were, t- our conversation yesterday sort of devolved into who is the Nexus line really for? Yeah. And I, I feel like it's for developers. But then I don't know what it means that Google is saying developers it's, should be developing on a six-inch phone. I th- well, I think it's for developers as well in terms of selling, but I think the fact that it exists gives them uh, attention with OEMs to push against that idea. Because if there was no, if there was nobody at all saying, if there was no early adopter slash developer saying, this is what the Android experience should be, like stock is way better, then all the... Uh, OEMs would be spinning their own wheels in their own ecosystem trying to differentiate in ways and never having any sort of pushback. Or I mean, they might be pushing back against each other. But when you have people who are like, oh, I'll wait until the stock version of that phone comes out or I'm going to wipe it, things like that, it, it, it makes them reconsider how much effort they put into differentiation and more about uh, benefits. Like you've seen, like, Samsung has rolled back quite a bit the things, the weird things that they do in uh, TouchWiz. Mm-hmm. But that was out of necessity because people were complaining about it. But I still don't think that most Android users are exposed to the Nexus line at all. More people are probably going to be exposed to stock Android through the Moto X than they would, you know, through the Nexus Five. We are not the average. No, consumer. I know that. And I, but I don't. What I don't understand is, I, like, I don't understand what you're saying about how this is going to affect like how OEMs differentiate in terms of software. Like, yeah, well, because that, because I don't that... see this as like anything to do with. Um, I don't see this as anything to do with with the software at all. I, I, like, 
Yeah, because it gives them a, it gives them a device so that when when Google wants to demo new Android features, they're doing it with the platonic ideal of what an Android phone is going to be. It doesn't have it doesn't come with any OEM stink to it. Like there's no like they can say that this is this experience. They can put up a phone running uh, stock Android and have it be have that be in their minds what an Android phone is because people don't say. Android phone when they go by. They want a Samsung phone, they want an HTC phone, they want things like that. This at least allows them to fight against that in a, in a, in a way that... I don't think that Google needs to fight against their OEM partners because they rely so much on their OEM partners to disseminate Android the way that they want it to. Android has never and will never be iOS, and iOS is tightly controlled. Android is very loosely controlled by Google in the sense that, you know, we, we reported earlier this week, Google now asks OEMs to install up to 20 apps, yeah. put the Android logo on their, on their splash screens. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. I mean, really, as long as you follow those guidelines, you're good. You don't need to do anything. Apps is a app. lot, though. It is, but it's all in one folder. I'm not saying it's not a big deal, but it's still, they're still not sh- sh- uh, stopping Samsung or HTC or any but Chinese OEM Making a four hundred, you know, forty dollar phone from changing Android as much as they want. I'm not saying that they're as tight as Apple. What I'm saying that both companies are getting closer to each other, and we see this with material design, right? Like I think you, all of these initiatives that Google have to slightly rein in the wild west that Android could be if they didn't regulate it so much, it may, it's easier when they have a phone that they can point to that represents that. I, I agree but, with that, but... I, sorry, go ahead. Okay, so I think it's less important that it's a 5.9-inch phone and more that it's a 2560 by 1440 pixel display. I think the fact that they're moving towards a QHD display as well, you know, we have the LG G3, the Note 4 is going to be QHD, a mm-hmm. bunch of devices this year. I, I don't believe for a second that HTC is not going to increase their flagship next mm-hmm. year to the same. Every OEM is going to be pointing to that pixel density yeah. as uh, a differentiator, especially next to the iPhone 6 Plus, which finally got a 1080p display, they'll, be, they'll say, okay, well, if Apple went you know, where we were last year, now we're going to have to stay ahead of them for another you know, generation. Um, but I, I think that material design is probably going to allow developers to scale their apps far more easily than right. any previous version of Android. And Mm -hmm. we saw this at Google I.O. You know, Jane and I sat in on a couple of sessions, and they were basically saying that material design and the new new Android developer tools are going to allow anybody, any developer, to create beautiful apps regardless of screen size. That's why Android Auto and Android Wear use basically the same tool set. Yeah. Yeah. So this is great. I think a 6-inch, especially since the Moto X, the new Moto X at 5.2 inches, is quite compact. Right? It yeah. feels like a 4.95 inch phone. And this goes back to what you were saying earlier on about how that, like, that phone doesn't look huge in that picture. But if that's the phone, and it's, it's in a case too, and mm-hmm. it's still like a bulky case that's right. supposed to make it look like nothing, and it's, it's still not huge. Yeah. So. I, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited about it as long as they can get the camera in, in a you know, decent place. I, I think that should be a conversation. Great phone. <laughs> it's another conversation. That's going to happen. But. Um, you know what? What is a phablet then? Because you know we're we're talking about. You know, I just reviewed the iPhone six. Um, I think that it's it's a very good size that you can you can use it fairly easily in one hand. But the six plus is enormous, and I've had a hard time, you know, kind of talking it through with myself. Who who would want this phone? You know, is it is it only for those you know productivity seekers? Who's going to want to buy an iPhone 6 Plus? No, I, well, so I will say that there's no, thing, there's no such thing as a phablet anymore simply because there's nothing underneath the phablet. Like, the, the, the phablet was uh, a name sprung from this middle space between what our expectations of a phone was, something you could hold in your hand and make calls, and the, the tablet touchscreen experience. That is gone. Now there's just... Uh, large smartphones and significantly larger smartphones, but there's there's that distinction is much thinner than when it started between when you had like 3.7 inch. Yeah, it was screens. like between 3.5 and like 4.7 mm-hmm. yeah. was like a smartphone, and then. Well, remember back in the, the remember the HD two back in like 2010, 
It was the oh, HTC. It was a Windows yeah. a Windows mobile yeah, device, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was 4.3 inches, far before, long before any OEM it was coming. Huge. It was enormous. Yeah. Or the Desire HD. Yeah. That phone. And then when the Note came out, that was massive. It was and then, huge. Yeah. yeah. And then the the SN made one was like a few years later. Oh yeah, that the was CS 6.1. It was 2013. 2013. For like the first five years of smartphones, we were rocking like 320 by 240 screens. So yeah. Like so yeah. much has changed. So much of the real estate now is the screen. So as you're saying, yeah. like the size is not as big of a factor because like the space between the bezeling has changed. But yeah. there's no unless there's a huge unless like the Alpha, which is like a smaller phone but still as big as the six somehow. Yeah. Eventually, like unless there's a movement towards small candy bar, candy bar phones again, there's there's no phablet because it's and just I agree what smartphones are. For the, like there's no phablet because the distinction before used to be between the smart, smartphone experience and the tablet experience, and tablets were so much just for like media consumption and like browsing the web. And with bigger phones, watching videos, like consuming media, is so much more comfortable mm-hmm. on like these like five point five, five point eight inch phones. So it's, I feel like yeah, it's like. Well, what's interesting to the me is, is so remember, uh, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, Amazon debuted uh, some new devices, the Kindle, yeah. the, the Kindle Voyage, Voyage and whatever. But they one one device that's not coming to Canada is the uh, the HDX six or Turbo the HD six. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay. might as well. They, <laughs> I've been waiting to make that joke for like a week. They also so. have they also have a kids edition, which is kind of cool. But uh, you know, the new uh, Amazon. Uh, Kindle Fire 8, whatever. Stop with your names. They're terrible. So the 6. It's a 6-inch tablet. Essentially, they're saying, this isn't a phone. You can't make phone calls on it. It runs the same version of Fire OS as our larger tablets, but it can fit in your back pocket. So it's basically like a, the equivalent of a PDA or an iPod Touch. Yeah, well, so, so then that's the distinction now. It's, does this does thing have telephony? Yeah. It's weird because you go back to... But that, incre- that, that in- increasingly matters less. The telephony. Yes. Well, except for it, it affects the way that you purchase a device and the relationship you have in terms of payments, right? Because even mm-hmm. if you're using telephony last year, you're still, you have to pay for that. So, we, you know, we, we were talking about um, just the amount of devices that you have lying around at home, right? And, like, you trying to, like, sell off mm-hmm. uh, different things. And, like, what, what's the first thing that you're going to sell off now? It's probably going to be your tablet because you're always going to have a phone. You're always going to keep that around because you need, even if you don't use it as much, you're going to keep that radio connectivity. So that's always going to be there. And if those things are now six inches, there's little gap between the laptop, which most people still have for, mm-hmm. for some reason, even, even if it just has a keyboard and sits in your home, and the phone, which you can now do everything on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of where the note has positioned itself as the not only the, the the tablet replacement, but in many ways the laptop replacement. You know, they keep pushing this crazy multitasking. You can you can mm-hmm. have like four different apps running yeah. at the same time and blah 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 and mm-hmm. share between them now. Blackberry's trying to do the same thing. They're like, hey, look, this thing's a square screen with a keyboard for you to be more productive. And it, you know, like we were talking about the the note being packaged in those little binders and things. It's like so, you know. In with Ben Gates and whatever, I think we're changing the the day to day experience of this thing that we carry around calling a phone because it's now so big, you can't slide it in your pocket. It's not the thing that you take with your keys and stuff in your back pocket and you head out with. It's it's much more. It's it's glitch. It's like the thing that you have. It's your entire life in a phone mm-hmm. or in a, in a device. It's like that. Remember when Nokia CEO? I think it was Nokia. They're like, oh, we don't make phones. We make portable, high-end computing devices or something Lifestyle like that. Lifestyle devices. Yeah, they, 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 they try to rebrand phones. Like This is like right before super phones existed for a hot second. Everyone's like, oh, Nokia. Look at you trying to differentiate yourself by like... like hey, don't slag Nokia. They had yeah. some amazing products way before anybody else. No, no I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying they turned out to be right. <laughs> like, that's all these things are. They're, it's literally a high-end computing device that can just happen to make phone calls. Yeah. The problem is that Nokia didn't survive long enough to be able to do anything about it. Well, because um, by the end, their phones could barely make phone calls because they ran Symbian. Yes. That's a whole other story. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think that you know people are they, they want to leave everything except for their phone at home, and I think most people would be more comfortable leaving their wallet at home than their phone. 
which is interesting because you know Apple Pay is hoping to, in yeah. addition to all these other mobile payment systems, it's hoping to replace your your wallet. So is is Apple releasing a, a gold iPad because they need to find a way to sell it, or <laughs> they are releasing a gold iPad because they want uniformity through gold uniformity <laughs> gold uniformity gold throughout uniformity. its ecosystem. I don't know. I don't see. I don't know why they would release an, a gold iPad. It's kind of garish. Asia. There's your big reason. <laughs> that's, that's very fair. Asia. Because yeah. people buy gold things like hotcakes, like yeah. golden hotcakes. Oh, yeah. Um, Can't what, help it. Where does the iPad go? I don't know. I have an iPad. I haven't, like, haven't looked at it in months. Mm -hmm. Months. Now, is that because you always just have a phone around? Well, or? that's because it's a first-generation iPad, and it's, it feels like I'm... I feel like Moses holding like this so, stone. <laughs> that, that would not be able to play the new Pokemon card game. No, we would not. Um, I I find that we I don't I keep my tablet in my bag all the time, and it's a small tablet. It's like a just under seven. But I have loads of tablets at home. Like I've got the service. I've got like the the, the Tegra Note. I have. I'm pretty sure I have like an Amazon tablet. I have the, the iPad. There's an iPad Mini there. I don't look at any of them. Yeah, you me know, neither. Is that because you never because think I to pick them up, or phone. you just because pick up your phone first? Phone. First yeah. of all, my phone's always in my pocket, and then when I'm not on my phone, I'm not. Yep, and your phone's big enough that you can pretty much do everything you would yeah. do on on a tablet, on it. Yeah, that's that's my problem too. I mean, so if I want to book a flight or something, I'm like I'm on my phone. I'm like, well, oh, I guess I'm doing it on my computer. I would never be like, oh, I'm just going to go take this mobile experience to a bigger mobile device. Speedy.ca. That's right. <laughs> Redesign their tablet experience because I think I think that's the one thing is that there there's a certain subset of people that are still using tablets to, you know, at the end of the evening they're sitting around they're they're going to be in front of a screen but they don't want it to be their phone because they've been looking at that all day they kind of want to lean back a little bit and and, mm -hmm. and kind of swipe through but like that's such a limited reason to spend like four to five hundred dollars on another piece of consumer electronics. I think people were more excited about tablets when the possibilities were endless. Now that the possibilities are, are finite, people are like, well, I don't know what else I'm going to use my tablet for. I'm out of ideas. Well, so so I'm just gonna... I don't, is it finite or is it just the same possibilities that you have on your phone? Well, I mean, there are, there are certain things you can do on an iPad or like a high-end um, Samsung tablet or an Amazon tablet that you can't really do on a smartphone still. Gaming is still, I think, way better on a, on a bigger tablet. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's interesting because you said you don't think it's a different planet. I think it's just that people were like, oh, the possibilities are endless. And then they got an iPad and they were like, oh, so those are the possibilities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the possibilities are highly similar. <laughs> yeah, but it's just they're like, oh, the possibilities, like, they haven't really gone anywhere. Oh yeah, yeah. So they're going to no. add Touch ID, touch ID obviously, ID. and and you were talking about how it's going to help like the restaurant service industry. Um, you know, a lot of niche markets yeah. rely and on Touch ID. Enterprise for security, like we we always think of Touch ID as being the the customer side of the payment situation. But if you can uh, use um, the security feature to enable uh, your sales force or your employee force to go generate revenue. I think that's a big deal. It's a mm -hmm. it's a big reason to, to carry around a portable computer. Um, and Apple's got that, that deal with IBM now too, so they're going to be taking that like yeah. they're not just going to be in, like restaurants and those kinds of businesses. They're actually going to be in yeah. like corporate mm -hmm. HQ you kind of business. Can't count that out. That 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 I, I I'm guessing IBM will be a pretty big component of the iPad launch this year. We may see like. Yeah, I mean, you, I wouldn't be surprised just to see kind of a preview of the enterprise stuff. You know, they spent so much time at WWDC talking about the developer side of iOS 8. I wouldn't be surprised to see them focusing on how are we improving the iPad for business, for enterprise. Yeah. This is our collaboration with IBM. Here's some stuff with Touch ID. Here's gold. And boom. Like, Yeah, no, that makes sense. Then, you know, even because they've had actually so much going on right now, or the, there's that perception, even with the... The iPhone 6, Apple Watch keynote. They're like, there's more to talk about. We just, you know, this thing's already been an hour and a half or two yeah. hours. So, it, it may. I like it when Apple spins out uh, their platform story tied to an individual piece of hardware that best represents mm -hmm. it. So, if they're talking about that for the next iPad launch, I think that's really smart, and people will pay attention to it rather than just ignore. Oh, enterprise, oh, turn off. Okay. All right, so. We're going to have to um, wrap it up. We're, 
we're focusing uh, a lot on, on, on sort of hardware, but let's talk quickly about some software. Um, we, we mentioned in, in the intro that Spotify, streaming music service, is now available mm-hmm. throughout Canada, um, $9.99 a month. It's got a free tier that is ad-supported. They have a bunch of Canadian brands that are on board. Really nice service. You guys use it at all? Yeah. Mm. I don't use any streaming music service because I'm old. I you, just, buy, you just listen to the uh, U2 album over and over again. Oh, yeah. I buy music on vinyl and then I download it to my iTunes. So Fuck I've, off, hipster. Not a, it's not a hipster if it's the same way that I've been doing it since I was a child. Like, so you've been a hipster it's, since you're a, a child. It's not a, it's not a, it, this isn't some sort of like retro identity. It's just the way that I've been doing things. I, for Do you mind me, taking your pipe out of your mouth when you say that, please? I want to own my music. I want to own my content. I want to... I don't want to. I don't see music as a service. I don't see it as a utility. I don't like it. Hmm. That being said, I was with a lady friend uh, last weekend, and we wanted to listen to some Paul McCartney albums that I could not find in my CD shelf, and she got them on Google Play Music. So, so shout out to Ram. That is a great album. Uh, maybe that's a tete a tete. Okay, there All we right. go. So uh, let us know, though, guys, if, if you're using uh, Spotify or any other streaming music service in Canada. Yeah, we're gonna we're doing a comparison. Um, so let us know in the comments what you guys use and what you like and don't like about them all. Uh, app of the week, Jane. Uh, beer, beer, beer. It's it's actually pronounced beer because it's a question mark exclamation point. But yeah, it's like yo, except except for beers, and it handily reminds you that Daniel wanted to go for a beer yesterday at lunchtime. I do. Shower beer is the best kind of beer. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Steam shower beer. Um, Uh, Circa 3.0. Great news app. Bite-sized news. Just got a huge update for iOS and Android. Really great. Um, If you're not really into, like, trying to find news, it just sends it to you. It's really relevant. I like it better than uh, Yahoo News Digest. It's free. Download it. Douglas? Pokemon. What? What is that? Uh, it's well, it is a pocket monster. First popularized in Japan. No, it's a it's a hugely popular uh, card game that takes place all over the world. I don't know what that is. I think it's like it's like Magic the Gathering with monsters. Mm. Um, no, we have Pokemon. I don't know what Top Trumps is either. But yeah, uh-huh. doesn't doesn't work with uh, Retina iPads, but it's now available for iPad. Oh, it doesn't work with non-retina iPads. Yeah. So yes. If you have a retina iPad, you're you're good to go. Okay. So lastly, um, you know, we didn't really touch on it this week, but um, Mobilicity around for a couple more months. Uh, CRTC is going through some uh, wholesale wireless stuff this month, and or this week, and we'll touch on what happened uh, next week. So that was our Sircast. Thank you so much for tuning in, Douglas. Good the man. Shoutouts to everyone in the comments that we did not shout out individually. In- yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, you, Jeff, guys. yeah. You, 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 get a, you get some special treatment this week. That's Jane, your one more song. Thanks for, uh, for being here. Thanks we will. Oh, well, thanks for having me. Yeah, right. We will see you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.